Hey everyone, this is Andrew, and this is a series I'm calling Ritual Sense, a way for us to make sense of Jewish practices that might help us bring even deeper meaning to our lives. Episode 1. Do you have to believe anything to be Jewish? Jews don't have to believe in God in order to be Jewish. There are plenty of Jewish atheists. There is no statement of faith you profess in order to become a Jewish adult at a bar or bat or b'nai mitzvah, coming of age ceremony. But if you were to meditate on any Jewish idea, maybe sitting under a sky of twinkling stars or encountering the color purple in nature or watching your loved one laugh, the idea of oneness might be it. The idea that the mysteries of the universe all come from a single source, or perhaps the idea that all things are interconnected, that we may appear physically distinct in our bodies, but we are constantly sharing and trading molecules here and there, that all of us are, in Dr. King's words, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Oneness is a place to start, and we have that idea powerfully in Judaism from the Torah itself. The first ritual we are going to study is the Shema. If you have been at a Jewish event, you have likely heard the six words ending with Echad, one. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. I'm going to translate the whole thing, but first a word about Adonai, or God. It's really an alias, translated literally to mean my Lord, which reveals what people at the time of the prayer book thought was an acceptable stand-in for the majesty and authority of God without using the name, which we actually do not pronounce or even know how to pronounce, but is written with the Hebrew letters Yud, He, Vav, He. I'll use Adonai for now, but you should substitute it with whatever word makes sense to you. Goodness, the eternal, the source of all things, the creator, that which is larger than me. Okay, so the Shema is actually from the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth and final book of the Torah. The Torah is also known as the Pentateuch, Penta being five. And the Shema is traditionally translated as something to the effect of, Listen up, Israel, or hear ye, hear ye, people. Adonai is our God. Adonai is one. Now, you can think of Adonai is one, meaning there is one God, or the only God, if you want to get territorial about it. Saying that there is one God is important because we all know that we tend to worship many gods in our materialistic capitalist system. Celebrities, physical beauty, wealth. So it's good to remind ourselves that these are all idols, not ultimately worthy of our worshiping. 
The Shema can be a moment of flushing out all of that idol worship and recentering. Or you can get more philosophical about the fact that God may indeed be responsible for or is the oneness of all things. It does require a mind shift if your notion of God is a man with a beard on a throne. I'll let you decide where to go with all of that. But that's the gist. So I want to go over the three parts. Part one is the six-word Shema. We've done that. People cover their eyes to concentrate. Some people stand. It is followed by two other sections. One often whispered. Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Le'olam Va'ed. And then there's a chanted section that is called the Via Hafta. So if the Shema is from the Torah, where is part two from? Well, you may have heard of the Talmud, which is a remarkable collection of rabbinic commentaries on Jewish law and custom that was completed in the 6th century. The authors of the Talmud tell a story about Jacob. Jacob from the Torah, Abraham's grandson, Isaac's son, the father of Joseph of the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, if you've seen the Broadway musical. So Jacob is on his deathbed, concerned that none of his 12 sons are going to carry on the relationship with God that he has. It is then that the sons say Shema to him. Remember, it's Shema Yisrael. And Jacob's other name in the Torah is Yisrael, so it totally could be addressed to him. And Jacob replies with, Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Leolam Va'ed. Blessed is that name. It's a sign of gratitude that his sons get it and are going to carry on the tradition. So we repeat this line, but as a whisper, so that people do not think that this second line is part of the Torah itself. It was added later. So now after the Shema, the Torah goes on to provide instruction, the Via Hafta. Let's listen to a musical setting. Listen to the words, paying attention to all of the different instructions. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all of thy might. And all shalt speak of them when thou sittest in thy house when thou walkest by the Frontlets 
between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them on the doorpost of thy house, and upon thy gates, and upon thy gates, that ye may That was written and performed by Debbie Friedman. May her memory be for a blessing. So we see a real emphasis on behavioral reminders here, which is really the name of the game in Judaism. We fear forgetting. So we use different times of day or year and small rituals to keep our minds focused. You're supposed to love God, which might mean make sure you cherish this idea of oneness. Say these words when you lie down and when you rise up, teach it to your kids. To keep us extra mindful, it says to put it on the doorposts of our homes. That's the mezuzah or mezuzah. It's a rectangular box that hangs on the right-hand side of Jewish thresholds. Inside that box is a scroll with the Shema written on it, uh, as well as the wearing of tefillin, those boxes with leather straps worn in morning prayer, also with a scroll inside. In other words, think about these words often. Imagine, imagine how much better we would all be if we stopped and paused and reflected on how small we really are and how vast the universe really is on a regular basis. If you have no experience with the Shema, I recommend focusing on that word Echad. What images or visions come up when you think about oneness? I like to think about the ocean, how we are all waves and appear distinct, but we are all part of the same flow. What feelings do you get? Maybe you start thinking about what the world would look like if we all treated each other as part of the one. Let those ideas fill you up during that time. If you are already all about oneness, you might concentrate on the first word, Shema, listen, or hear. This isn't a prayer. Uh, it's a declaration to others. So what does it look like for us to live our lives in ways that help others hear the oneness? How might we behave toward others in our compassion, in our justice work, in order to convey the concept of Echad to the people around us. As for versions, I tend to be a purist when it comes to the Shema, but I'm going to end with an alternative that I also find quite beautiful. Choose the one that works for you. Shema
The Shema, words that Jews have been saying since the time of the Torah. Whether you say these words when you lie down and rise up, or when you encounter them next in a Jewish space, I hope that you have new meaning and insight to bring to this ritual practice. This was Ritual Sense. Lehitraot. See you soon.